Welcome to the Tried by Fire podcast. Officially. Officially. In case you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) In case you're wondering uh, what happened, if you're listening via you know podcast apps or whatever, in case you're wondering what happened to the last episode, because we're on episode seven technically today. Uh, and there's no episode six on the podcast apps. Well, that's because our computer died and wouldn't work, and it was just a, a huge disaster. So um, we're going to uh, just kind of pick it up. There's not going to be an episode six. If you want to watch episode six, that's live on Facebook. Come check us out. We're live once a month on uh, the middle of the month on a Saturday, so at 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. So if you want to come check us out, you can do that on Facebook, Tried by Fire. It's uh, tr- uh, facebook.com forward slash Tried by Fire Ministry or something like that. So come check us out. I want it to be understood we are not professionals by any means. <laughs> as, as you've seen us fail in so many things and we'll continue to fail because that's just how things work. So uh, keep that in mind. The podcast, in case you're new here or you've never heard of the podcast before, which I've, get, I've gotten messages from people before that have, I've never met. Um, so... If you're new here, the podcast is really just geared towards uh, uh, the Bible, Bible study, really, but it's just to help people that are hurting. We, we give you some products, some ideas, and uh, we just talk. This is a good way to hang out with people that we usually don't get to talk to or spend time with, and uh, you can come join in. You can call us on Anchor, leave us a message, or visit with us live on Facebook is another great way, and we'll answer your questions live um if you want your voice to be heard call us on anchor and we'll we'll put that on the podcast officially um yeah i want to get into because we have merch as well if you're interested in that tried by fire um you can buy some of that and i'm going to get into that in a little bit but uh uh if you're just joining with us hi we're glad you are a part of it and uh we hope you enjoy it. We also have social media accounts. We have Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. We just passed 400 subscribers. Woo. I'm, I'm, un, it's unbelievable. I'm, I'm just, I'm blown away. Um, I don't even know what to say. I, I don't know. It's all God's glory. I don't know what God is using this for or how it's affecting your life, but I pray that it's good and I pray that it helps. And I'm just ecstatic. I'm just, like mm. I said, blown away. Uh, in case you don't know, we have books written about what we're going through in, on our YouTube series. Uh, we're going through the conclusion right now. This is the first book. This is on uh, Ecclesiastes. And uh, uh, thank you, Grace. <laughs> so congrats. Um, so if you want to check that out and you want to get more in depth than what just the Bible study, the Bible study is a lot of it's cut out because, you know, vi- videos. I don't want to make it, you know, over an hour long for a video. <laughs> Uh, so, and we're getting Eva a little more involved with these upcoming episodes. Um, so she's not just a silent partner sitting there awkwardly going, yep, yeah, or <laughs> sipping, you know, her drinks or whatever the case may be. So, uh, she's got, she's got parts that she talks, um, yeah. during them. So awesome Bible studies coming up and we have the absolute truth series, which is where we take what people think is a, a truth, like two plus two equal five. Uh, and we just make fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> and we make a video out of it. Um, Melody is really involved with those. Uh, they're she always loves really funny. those. Yeah, they're fun. They're, they're, <laughs> they're little sketches, so we get to just kind of have fun with that. And then we have uh, food vlogs, which is just kind of our daily life. And uh, we make food. We show you how to make it. Sometimes we... Um, fail. Well, we, uh, we've never failed on a single... Well, we did fail. We failed one time. We never uploaded that video because it was just so terrible. It was awful. We made nachos. Oh, yeah. And it was awful. I mean, it didn't turn out good at all, which, I mean, how do you mess up making nachos? They're, they're well, good, but they're just, they're bland. They're plain. They weren't that great. So yeah. we never uploaded it. But if you want to check out some of the other food vlogs, you can. They're always funny. I, I try and make them funny and entertaining. Let's check that out. And funny as in he's just only making fun of me mostly because... I, well, I mean, it is just us two. I make fun of everybody equally. Mm-hmm. You're all easy to make fun of. We have no voice messages. So like I said, if you want to just join us live on Facebook, that's the best way to do it. I, th- I say we just get into it, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I think it's time for our dad joke of the day. You're welcome, Grace. I haven't used the um, the things in a while because of the last time, you know. But that's where I gave a dad joke. Okay. Today. Okay. 
Um, do you know the last thing my, my grandfather said to me before he kicked the bucket? What? He said, grandson, watch how far I can kick this bucket. You get it? You get it? Because he kicked the bucket. Anyway, that was that was my dad joke of the day. I think my dad jokes are great. I don't know what you guys are complaining about. My dad jokes are funny. Okay. It works. <laughs> See, even Grace said it was so funny. And it was a, it's a laughing emoji. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, whatever. Uh, well, let's get into uh, the question with Melody. Uh-oh. I think I was supposed to play that first. This oh. is, uh, in case you don't know, my daughter, Melody. Say hi, Melody. Hi. You gotta talk into the mic. <laughs> hi. Okay, we're gonna ask her a question. Uh, why are manhole circle and not square? Uh, what? Manhole, you know what a manhole is? Like where they put the sewer in the middle of the street. You don't even know what a manhole is? <laughs> uh, in the, in the, the circle in the street where they go down inside the street. Okay, why are they circle and not square? Take a guess. Just guess. Why do you think? Um. <laughs> okay, so is is that is that your final answer? You're gonna knock over the our backdrop. Crazy. Sorry. So is that it? Hey, don't do it again. What are you doing? <laughs> is that it? Um, That's your answer? I don't know. Okay. Well, that was our question with Melody. Sorry, guys. Sometimes they're winners. Sometimes they're, they're not. This is another dad joke. <laughs> no, this is not another dad joke. It was a serious question. I'm just curious to know. Why do you think, Eva? Someone could, well, it doesn't really, I don't know. Just because so someone could fit in it? The people are circular. <laughs> no, not really, but, well, I don't know. I didn't give, like, really serious thought into the, the answer of this question. I kind of thought about it. So I'm, I'm, my assumption, and I don't know if this is true or not, but my assumption is when you remove a manhole cover, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to, uh, put it inside like to drop it in if it's circle like there's no way to drop it in if it's square you can just put it in diagonally and it will fall in maybe that's my assumption but i was hoping she would give like this weird answer like what because people are circular or something like that she just said i don't know well anyway maybe maybe that's not right i mean you let us know it could it could not be right that's just my theory on it Anything else? No. All right. Into the topics. In case you don't know how this works, we have four things we usually talk about. The first part is just kind of how our month has gone, uh, what we've experienced, what we're dealing with. The second question or the second topic is usually something really serious or more serious than uh, uh, the, the first topic. Uh, then the third is usually something from uh, Eva is her topic. And then the fourth is just a quick Bible verse to get uh, going for the Bible study that is to follow. So uh, let's talk about our month first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just happy Valentine's Day. And it's a little late. Um, on Valentine's Day, we released the uh, our second book, the I Am book, which is exciting. I thought, what better way to release a book about Jesus Christ than on a day that is specifically geared towards love. love. You know, uh, you know, greater love hath no man than this, than that a man lay down his life for his friends. And he laid down his life for the whole world. So uh, I thought that was the ultimate form of love. So if you want to get that, that's available. You can buy that on our store. But um, Or if you don't have money to buy it, you can let me know, and I can send you a copy if you uh, want a copy. Um, we can work something out. Um, but anything you buy is a huge help support, uh, our channel and our, uh, going forward. We are working currently on the Born for Adversity book. Um, 
I am super excited about that. I haven't been ex this excited about writing down lessons and sermons and stuff in a, a while. It's been a, been a while. Um, so with this book, uh, I think it can change the world. I really do. And it's not because of what I've written down, but it's just because of what God's word says. And it, it helps us to take a look. It helped me as I was going yeah. through it to take a look at myself and see all the things that I'm doing wrong in this regards to my friendships and, and how I treat people. So uh, I think it will help a lot of people um, when it comes out. We're also working on box sets where, uh, you know, every year there's a different theme. So last year was the conclusion, um, which is going to have this shirt. It says Fear God on it. Um, it's got it's the colors of the rainbow because th that was the the promise made to Noah um, as a covenant to Noah is the rainbow and uh, we thought fear God was a perfect perfect way to implement all of the colors of the rainbow which by the way that is all of the colors of the rainbow um, and it tells us something specific that we should be doing to fear God and uh, and it's that's in the conclusion the Ecclesiastes verses in uh, chapter 12 of Ecclesiastes, which says, uh, let us hear the conclusion of the matter. Yeah. Uh, we should fear God um, and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. And that's where that Bible verse comes from. And that's where the title to the book comes from. So uh, that's coming out. And then the I Am books are going to have these t-shirts, the I Am That I Am uh, burning bush shirts in a box set. And then uh, we'll have mugs maybe and maybe soup mugs to accommodate those as well. Those are just future goals with the Born and for Adversity book as well. We have really cool uh, coffee cup ideas that we're going to do. Um, so you just, just stay, stay tuned. tuned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We might do them. They're, they're a little pricey, so we got to figure out the best solution. I want to be a good steward to the money that we have and the, you know where how it goes and where it goes. Um, yeah, anything else? Restaurants are suddenly back up. Yeah, They're outdoors. Open. Yeah, outdoors seating, which is great. Maybe you guys in Texas have already experienced that. I don't know. But uh, we've been locked down for the most part. I don't, I don't know why. Biden comes in and now suddenly COVID is... COVID is, is over, yeah. <laughs> COVID is easier. Uh, I don't know. Just kind of something cool. Let's get into the more serious topics. I um, don't know how to just, I want to gear into this <laughs> in, a, in a, like a, a positive manner. Um, okay. So we're going to talk about uh, Virginia's new bill. Mm. Um, and this is something that, that's a, touched my heart specifically and personally, and it might touch yours as well. But Virginia recently passed a bill um, that restricts religious orphanages from allowing Christian uh, households specifically to adopt from their orphanages. If you hold to a Christian worldview, you can't adopt from these orphanages, which makes it so these orphanages can't even exist because of their religious worldview. Um, it's called. It's the, the 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 bill is titled HB nineteen thirty two. You can check it out yourself. Um, in fact, I'll leave a, a link um, for you guys to look at it. Um, but it allows the state basically to deny all of these religious, which which is the majority, uh, orphanages any licenses, any grants or contracts based on biblical or religious ethics or beliefs. Um, so this means that a majority of orphanages that testify to the belief that God ordains marriage through men and women, not the same sex, are now forced to comply with the state's regulations for the children, which are already struggling because they don't even have parents to go to, whether the parents are fit to be parents or not. So in other words, uh, if you believe you know, in, in same-sex marriage or you're okay with that or whatever the case may be, and you want to go to a relig religious orphanage, a, a Catholic orphanage or uh, a Christian orphanage, and adopt from their, from their uh, orphanage, they cannot deny you because of you know, whatever your religious beliefs are, um, which I don't think is, is fair. I mean, the, the whole reason that these religious orphanages exist is because they are founded upon a biblical mm -hmm. worldview, a biblical idea of how the family is supposed to be. Um, and, and by the way, anytime you guys want to, to chime in into this this topic, you can go ahead and comment and we'll, we'll, 
we're open to any kind of conversation. If you're against it or if you're for it, whatever the case may be, I want to hear your opinions. I want to know uh, what you guys are, are thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, to me, just hearing this and seeing this, it's really just, it's mind boggling to me to think that, that these orphanages that are mostly religious owned are going to have to either force themselves to not be religious minded and not uh uh how do you how do you say that <laughs> not giving away kids uh not give, uh, give kids to christian family families because of their religious beliefs or um they're going to have to close down those are the two options you either have to change your religious beliefs and not be religious um, or not hold to the doctrines of the Bible or you have to close your, your orphanage down because of this bill. What do you think? I also think- want it to be understood before you, before you go. I want it to be understood. Hello, mom. Um, this is not a political podcast. I've never made it a political podcast. I've never even told you guys my own political beliefs i never want it to be like that um because i'm not i'm not a political person i politics to me all politics are corrupt (laughs) that's just my personal opinion whether whatever side you're on uh they're all a bunch of liars good majority of them anyway um but this problem isn't a political problem this problem is a moral problem and and it's a humanistic problem um, that could destroy the lives of not only Christians and not only these orphanages that are, are trying to support these children, um, but also the children itself. I mean, it could destroy the lives of these children who just want to be adopted, who want to find homes, and and these orphanages are trying to find them good, godly homes. And that, to me, is just sad. A, a good book to read is Eat More Chicken by Truett Cathy. He was really involved with orphanages and with uh, taking care of, of kids that um, just didn't have good lives. Um, and it's it's just amazing. His heart was just amazing. Those, this guy was a Those who don't robot. know who True Cathy is, he is the he was the founder of Chick-fil-A. Yeah. And CEO and founder. Yeah. Um, he passed away, obviously, and his kids um, are now in charge of that. But yeah. um which there's some things that I'm not too thrilled about <laughs> in regards That's to his kids, other, other <laughs> but him as a person, um, if you want, if you want your mind, you know, your hearts on orphanages and on what is happening with that, that's a great book to, to read, to really, uh, yeah. get that set up. But what do you, what do you think about this? I'm just curious to know your, your, viewpoint, your viewpoint, your ideal behind this i think it, it it breaks my heart though the fact that they want to pass this or anything that why should you deny a home for a fam uh, for a child you know for their religious views it's not even so much denying in this it's not like they like these homosexual couples can't or, go or a couple even a couple like because of the religious views why why who 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 are they to say they have the the what's the right word um authority i don't really know um to say oh this couple could have children and this couple cannot well that that's that's the viewpoint that these the the homosexual couples are trying to make is like um you know you can't just in a religious orphanage you can't just say well you know this couple can have children and the homosexual couples can't. That's that's their viewpoint. That's what they're saying. And that's why they're passing this bill. Because homosexual couples can't adopt from Christian orphanages. Which, to me, is not. it's not like it's a problem. Like, they can't go to another orphanage that's not Christian related. There's other orphanages in Virginia. And I can give you a list, which wouldn't benefit me. And I'm not going to do it on here. But um, we, we, we can talk afterwards. Um about it maybe in like personal chat or something like that me and my wife can sit down and talk to you about it but for me it's like why not adopt from those personal those other orphanages that are not religious related instead of attacking the religious orphanages who are are trying to stay afloat and trying Mm -hmm. to keep these kids uh out of the streets because as soon as this happens as soon as this law passes all of these kids who are who a good majority already get lost in the system as it is 
almost all of these kids from these religious orphanages are going to be completely lost in the system. They're, they're not going to have a chance. They're not even going to be able to stand a chance. It's not like they can just move to another state and be like, okay, well, now you guys are going to be a part of this religious orphanage or, you know, whatever the case may be. It's, it's I mean, that's it. Once, once it's closed down, what happens to these kids? And not to mention... This, uh, Grace says, it's, it's like every, everything being done to limit Christian influence, and it's not their way. They don't want it um, uh, to be, uh, you know, your way. And, it, and yeah, it's true. If they want, they want it in their specific way, and if, mm -hmm. it, if it has to do with Christianity, then it's not like, it's not good. It's something that needs to be fought against. And, um, but again, they have their own orphanages they can adopt from. It's, that's not religious specific. Um, I think kids, wanna... and a good majority, I also want it to be understood. A good majority of orphanages are run by religious prospects. They're not run by atheists. They're not run by um, uh, Hinduists. I mean, you, you can probably find some Hindu orphanages, but they're not going to be very many. <laughs> you don't find very many you know, homosexual orphanages because that's not the growing problem. It doesn't matter if the kid's gay or not, you know? It, what matters is they get into a good, loving family, you know, that, that uh, people that are going to take care of them. And I'm not saying that gay people can't take care of kids, um, but why adopt from a religious-specific orphanage? And attack them. Yeah, and, and then attack them because they're not, allowing you to adopt because of your your worldview it's just mind-boggling and it, ups, it, it upsets me and what's interesting too is is there are people that are standing up for these uh for this bill um and standing against these orphanages but not it, it they brought it into a political sphere these kids lives are now a political problem not a a, a moral problem not a humanistic problem they're not just they're not humans anymore they've they become products and that, that, that bothers me more than anything. It's so sad. Mm -hmm. Like, I was talking to somebody on, on Facebook um, about it. And, uh, and she, she, she kind of, again, she brought it into a, pol a political sphere about uh, homosexuality and all of this stuff. And, I, you know, I didn't really want to get into the political aspect of it because she was missing the whole point And she wasn't reading the... the the things I was saying. <laughs> She's kind of jumping over and jumping into her own conclusions. But the point is, is this is a, a battle that doesn't need to be fought. There's no reason for it other than to destroy human lives. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong on that. No, you're, no, you're right. Because they're rather focusing on their circumstances as opposed to, you know, the children, the next generation, what's going to happen to them type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, they're playing with kids' lives. It reminds me of the two ladies in the Bible. They took their child to the king. The king said, cut out the child in half. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and the only one uh, that agreed with the women, woman was uh, that wasn't the mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's really sad. And it's sickening. To even think about that there would be you know there's even a question about it like yeah like let's do what's best you know and in that situation in that circumstance you know they're, they're threatening to cut a child in half right it's like why would i <laughs> one one would agree with that and be like yeah let's do that that way i can have half the child but your, your child's dead so it doesn't matter if you have half of it or not we should do what's best for the child. Yeah. You know, keep keep them in contact, <laughs> and let's let's get them a good family, a good life, a good home. And to be honest, if we're going to, let, I mean, we can bring this into a political spectrum for a second. Let's bring this into a political. Let's let's just say these kids are nothing more than just products, which is a really sad, evil way to think of this. But let's 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 go into the uh, the political sphere of the the homosexual agenda the gay rights movement, right? This, this idea that these kids are just products and, and they're just, tr you know, trying to buy these kids, right? What, what kind of household is going to stand stronger in the end? Is it going to be an atheistic 
you don't really matter in the end anyway. You're just stardust. Uh, it, you know, you, you're an accident. Or is it going to be you have a purpose, you have a reason, and there's an afterlife after this? Which, which household do you think is going to stand stronger in the end? In the rock. Because I don't see how a, a, an atheistic mindset or a homosexual mindset, and there are homosexuals who claim to be Christians, which that's a whole different topic I'm not going to get into, but there are homosexuals who claim to be Christians who, who would maybe raise their, their child in the belief of God, but not in the, the core uh, strengthening of a foundation of no. Jesus Christ, because you can't live a life of sin and still follow Christ. Mm -hmm. It's not possible. I mean, when, when the, when the uh, rich young ruler came to Jesus and said, Good master, what should I do to be saved? He said, Why are you calling me good? There is none good but one. That is God. And he said, If you want, if you want to be saved, you have to keep the commandments. And, and the, the, the rich young ruler said, I've kept them all. I've done them all. I'm perfect. And he said, Okay, then take everything you have and sell it. And the rich young ruler walked away. Yeah. He was sad. Because he had a lot of great things and he didn't want to get rid of it. You can't live in sin and follow Jesus. It's not possible. You mm -hmm. can't hold on to your own personal possessions and your own personal beliefs and then follow Christ. You can't do that. So even in a homosexual relationship where they adopt these kids from a religious orphanage isn't going to work. In the end, it's not going to matter. Grace said, again, is all about the devil putting his feet uh into Christ's center homes and Christ's center organizations, etc. And yeah. that's, yeah. I mean, Satan is, he is controlling, he's involved, I think he's really involved with the political sphere, and especially oh, yeah. in this, this generation where everything is, you know, a protest and a riot, and you have to, you know, stand up against the truth, you know, type of, of ordeal, which not all of them are like that, but there's a good majority of them out there. Like, uh, you know, with the whole BLM stuff, um, I think I think there's a good majority of, BLM rioters and protesters who are doing it for the wrong reasons. I think there are some that do it for the right reasons and for black lives mattering and for people mattering, yeah. but there are some that's just doing it because essentially they're, they're racist. There are racist people. Oh yeah. On both sides of the spectrum. Yeah. I mean, you don't loot and, and throw a fit and cause problems like that unless you're trying to cause problems. I didn't mean to press that. That was an accident. <laughs> I was wiping off my screen and I pressed the over button. <laughs> it's not over, I promise. Uh, anyway, anything to add to that? It gets me so flustered. I know. Like I want to, I want to, I want to scream. It, it, <laughs> every single time we talk about situations like this, like it just like it makes me so sad, like and depressed, like just thinking about it all. Because how could someone be so selfish and so you know? And not think of others because they just want to think of themselves. Yeah. And that's exactly what's going on with the situation. You know, that these children's lives are at, at, at risk, you know. And for you to selfishly think of yourself, oh, how does this benefit myself? And opposed to how does this benefit this child? Yeah. You know? And, and there's another thing, too, because I know this will probably pop up, especially with people that don't really know us that well. Um, so, well, you guys don't even adopt anyway. You know, you have your own child. Um, first of all, that's not the point. If, if we died today, I know Melody would be taken care of. But if there was no family that we had that Melody could go to, I would want her to go to a home that's going to love her and take care of her. And I'd want to make sure that the orphanage that she ends up in is going to find the best home for her. Not just, you know, go based off of a, a political stance or, or a personal preference. Yeah. I, want, I want the best so home for her. And vice versa, I also want to be able to adopt children that I know I can I can trust the orphanage of. You know, I'm not just adopting, you know, a child that uh, is just, you know, part of the system and, and knows none of his background or, you know, doesn't have any kind of uh, affirmative belief. You know, that seems that seems crazy to me. Like, why go to these other orphanages when when you know that that not all of them, but a good majority of religious orphanages are taking care of those kids? And they want what's best for them. Yeah. I want to be I want to be a parent of an orphan that uh, was chosen for me because I was, uh, you know, I'm the best fit for best fit as parents for that child. Yeah. I want it to be restrictive. I want it to be hard on purpose because that makes it 
makes me work for it, first of all. And second of all, it makes them look into me. Yeah. That's what I want. The amount of, you know, care and dedication you put into this, you know, into all the process of adopting, it would show character. It shows that you really want a child. Yeah. That you're not just, you know, trying to get a child just because, you know, you feel like you are you have a, a child-gaped hole in your life and you need to fill it. No, you, you really want to take care of yeah. another human being and make sure they don't end up on the streets. And that takes work and effort. It takes love and compassion and care. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I can go on all day. I probably shouldn't. <laughs> we should probably go to the next topic because we could be here for hours. You have a topic? Yeah, so I I shared it today on Facebook. I I just it showed, it just popped up like about the six six hundred eighteen million dollars. Oh yeah, the sixty one million. Yeah. Yeah. Planned Parenting um, released their. What is it? Their annual report, whatever, and just heartbreaking. Yeah, how many how many children they've killed? How many abortions so... they've had? Ugh. Yeah, I don't know how to approach that topic. I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> that one's even worse. I I feel. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean. This world, and this, and this is just, I want it to be understood, this is just in the United States. We have other countries that we're not even mentioning and talking about that have even deeper issues and problems. I mean, don't even get me started with China. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, it's crazy. And we're not, we're not too far from, from becoming other countries like that. I think this country is, is, is newer um, I mean, it's been around for a long time, but I think as far as the establishing of this country is newer than most countries, and that's probably why it's been so strong for so long until recently. I feel like I feel like our country is weak. It is. Um, I don't feel like it was always weak, but I feel like it's really weak mm-hmm. now. Um, I have other topics too. Um, um, Grace says, "Sadly, it's just seen as a number, not, not a soul," soul and that is true. Um, yeah, they're, they, they, even, they don't even want to call it a, a baby. They want to call it a clump of cells. It's just, um, or they say it's a fetus, which by definition, fetus means a living child, but whatever. It's a child in the womb is what, what fetus means, but they'll call it a clump of cells. And, and there are some states like New York who allow late term abortions up to nine months. That's, that's, that's delivery day time to, to actually have the baby. You can yeah. kill it. There's South, I think it's South Carolina um, recently, uh, which is exciting, um, which doesn't, I mean, exciting in the sense of, <laughs> of, of children not being murdered. Um, it, I think it's South Carolina where they, their governor, I think, is allowing, um, I think they're, he's pushing for a bill for the heartbeat um, Thing. So you have to hear the heartbeat. If you can hear the heartbeat, you can't have an abortion. Which I know in some states, there's, they have the heartbeat act where if you hear the heartbeat, you still get the choice, but you have to hear the heartbeat first before you take the abortion, but you still have the choice to have the abortion or not. Whereas in South Carolina, I think they're making it so you can't have an abortion. If, if you can hear the heartbeat, no abortion, period. Like that. And that... That's amazing. I mean, we might have to move to South Carolina <laughs> until until South Carolina is no longer like that. Then we have to move away. <clears throat> but uh, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind moving in a state again. I think that's the smartest thing to do. Not move out of state. I mean, to, to, <laughs> I, like, I want to move again. No, uh, not right now. I know. Um, but to to have to have to listen to the baby's heartbeat before you make that decision. Oh, I know. Yeah, definitely. Because when, when I heard Melody's heartbeat for the first time, that became real to me. And that was like 13 weeks. I know. I was crying too. I was like, ah. I heard it. And I was like, that's crazy. It was just so fast. And it was so it was so weird. It's mm. like you have something in you, inside your stomach. <laughs> I know. Like an alien. But um, but yeah, she's, you know. And now she's crazy. She's seven and years old. And, a brat. 
I kind of want her to be a baby again. I know. Look at her. She's coming up Sometimes we look at pictures and we're like, oh, remember when she was cute? I know. See? See? That's what we deal with every day. <laughs> She's coming around the other way. Anyway, what was the other topic you had? Oh, um. We'll, we'll stick with one more and then we'll go into the. Oh, which one? Cancel. Make it count. Um, okay, another topic. Yes, she's she is. Not she's a brat. brat. She's still cute. Please. <laughs> um, what do you guys think about the whole, I don't know which one I'd pick. Just What's her one. name? Gina, Gina, um. Uh, Corona, Corino? Yeah. Corino? Corona? Corona? The girl from Mandalorian. <laughs> she got fired because of her. Oh, uh, yeah. Because, of, well, we're not even exactly sure. They're not very clear on why she got fired. They said it was because of her uh, social media posts. Yeah. She posted about, which she posted about something about Germany and how that's kind of how the, the left uh, treats people nowadays is, is treats the right is the, you know, Democrats treat Republicans as if, uh, as if it was Nazi Germany, you know, your neighbors are, you know, basically ratting out your neighbors. Um, which, you know, making jokes of Nazi Germany or making light of something like that, to me, not not smart yeah. <laughs> anyway in itself. But what she said wasn't necessarily untrue. I mean, what she said was, if you think about it, I mean, they canceled her for it. Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, that's literally they, they proved. Cancel culture. <laughs> they proved exactly what she said. They proved it to her by doing it to her. I'm just saying. Um, but not, not everyone is like that. I mean, I think the deeper you get into politics, the more it becomes relevant in your life, the more, uh, cancel oriented you become. She got hired though for the daily, daily wire. Yeah. They're making a movie, um, with her in it. That's yeah. Cool. And they're having an interview. I think sometime I don't follow the daily wire. So I just, oh. I just Neither heard it I, through but, the grapevine. Yeah. I heard it through you. <laughs> Although I'm very interested, so I might start following them just to see that. But because um, uh, I'm curious about their movie. Um, but yeah, that's. I mean, that's a whole nother again. But that's more political than it is. And I don't want, like I said, I, I try and keep the politics out of out of this. Podcast Sorry, guys. As best as I possibly can. Next next podcast will be. More political? <laughs> no. <laughs> I hope not. No. Sadly, I don't... Yeah, if you no. guys want to talk about it, you guys want to let us know, you can comment, or if you have a question, we'll gladly open up and we'll talk about it. Um, but um, I just try and keep that as much as off of the, the, the main topics as possible. So that's all. All right. Well, let's yeah. get into the last topic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, we're going to read from Philippians 2, 5 through 8. Chapter 2, 5 through 8. Um, I'm just going to read these few verses because I think they're really good. And hopefully this is a good way to kind of round off the things. Uh... <laughs> Grace. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I want to repeat it. <clears throat> um, you guys can read the comments. <laughs> uh anyway this is a good way to kind of round off the topics because you know sometimes we get really serious in the topics and should have talked about i want to um about what amanda oh amanda Henson. that would have been perfect yeah yeah um another person you should check out we're not gonna get into that though yeah, <laughs> amanda ensing she's under fire from sephora um yeah. for her political stance which wasn't really her political she just wore she wore a trump shirt and, and that was about it and then Sephora fired her, and it was, it was just a whole thing. You go check it out. Amanda Ensing, E N S I N G. Mm -hmm. um, and she explains. Or it make America. No, wait. I'm sorry. Let me start over. Make make makeup great again. Yeah, she's got a whole uh, website and stuff. Yeah. Free plug for her. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Amanda Ensing, come talk to us. Uh, anyway, uh, we're gonna end this off with with a quick Bible verse, um, just a few verses to think about. Philippians two. Verses 5 through 8, it says, let this mind be in you. Paul is yeah. telling the church, you need to have this mindset, which was also in Christ Jesus. This was the mind of Christ, he says, who being in the form of God, he was God in the flesh, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, 
he is he has the same powers as god he has the same capabilities as god but made himself of no reputation he didn't boast himself he didn't make himself proud and he took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men jesus christ being a servant serving us and being found in fashion as a man he humbled himself and became obedient unto death even the death of the cross which at that time was like the ultimate way to die like that was like you don't want to be crucified it was painful it was long it was agonist agonist Ag- it was just a lot of agony is agonist a word or is that a name anyway um it was painful and uh and it says that jesus he he it says that he was being found fashioned as a man he humbled himself he wanted to do this not for his own sake he did this for others as part of his servant spirit and us we should have that same mindset we should be willing to humble ourselves bring ourselves lower and be able to uh to to serve others even those of different faith or mindsets i think it's interesting and i think a lot of people struggle with this especially christians and and i've struggled with it i'm sure people that are watching um have struggled with it before uh we run into people who have a completely different kind of mindset or have a different faith i i think of people that are you know have the catholic faith or have been catholics or uh or any kind of other faith for instance and uh, we kind of want to just prove them wrong. We, we have a tendency to just want to be able to show them what the Bible says. And if they're not going to listen, just keep showing them until they're actually, they, they feel like, okay, I'm wrong. You know, but that never works. We need to be able to serve them and love them. Yeah. Show them what the Bible says, of course. But then turn around and love them. Don't just jam it down their throat until they accept it. Because <laughs> a lot of times they won't do that. We need to be loving and caring and serving. Jesus never went to somebody and said, you're going to believe me or you're going to, you're going to be hit in the face. Or I'm just going to keep telling you over and over again. He did repeat himself quite a bit. But he never did it in a, in a way that was like, you, you need to believe me now. He always did it in a way it was like, it was eminent and it was immediate. But he still loves you. Even if you don't believe him and you don't want to take that faith, he's still going to love. He's still going to serve. And that's the same mindset we need in ourselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that was fun. Let's get into, uh, let's get into the song of the week. Or the month. Yeah, it's a month now. It's not, it's not even a song of the week anymore. I need to change that, but I, I just don't for some reason. Anyway, uh, I've been listening a lot to Need to Breathe. Uh, Grace says, the way we live... I'm sorry if this is a little delayed. I know that, that it comes, it pops up like later. Because you're watching this. We're already ahead. But you're mm-hmm. watching this and it's behind. So, uh, But Grace said about that, she said, uh, the way we live, treat others, and love others um, is our speakers. Speakers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our speakers. Yes. The way that, yeah, people look, they don't just look at, they don't just listen to what you're saying. They want to see what you're saying. They want to see you do those things. You have to live the life that you're speaking to them about. You can't just tell them what to do and then go do something else. No, you have to tell them how it is and then show them that and continue to show them that. Don't stop showing them that. You got to live that life that you're preaching to them. Anyway, song of the week. We're watching or listening to uh, Need to Breathe a lot. I love Need to Breathe. If you've never listened to Need to Breathe, you need to check them out. Um, but the song is Mercy Shore. It's a fairly new song. Um, I've just been listening to it so much, and I just so good. <laughs> just, that guy's voice. I swear, is it's, it's just voice, like yeah. it, it's it's it. It could. I don't know. I could listen to it all the time. When he talks, it's I don't know. He's, it's not quite as like. But when he sings, it's like, man, what a voice. Crazy. And it's not even like a, like the greatest voice, but there's just something about it. It's just so soothing and like, it's different. It's just different than, than anything else I've listened to. And then the book uh, involved with the song of the week for some reason is Stop Trying by Carrie Schmidt. I have not read it, but it just came out fairly recently. Um, Carrie Schmidt, fantastic writer. I've read a lot of his other books. Great writer. If you haven't read any of his books, uh, start with Stop Trying. Um, it's it's published by Moody Publishers, um, which to me is hugely exciting because you guys know I'm a huge 
Dale Moody fan. I love Moody. I love the organizations, the Moody Institute, all of those things that that associates with Moody. His testimony is just so great, and he's a great definition of of uh, being a servant in Christ. He's just he if, when he said he wanted to do something, he went out and did it. You know, he he was just the type of person that that loved people so much that he wanted to make sure that even if it was for one person that it would get done. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he started, you know, the, the the Moody Institute and all that kind of stuff, and, and he's the reason for all that. But anyway, Carrie Schmidt's book, Stop Trying, um, How to Find Your Identity in a World That is Telling You How to Live or whatever, however it's pronounced. But basically the, the, the basis behind the book is um, you know, what Christ says you are compared to what the world is trying to make you be. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a great book for this kind of time and, and, and trouble that we're in when this, in this country. Go check it out. Read it. And if you haven't, or if you've already read Carrie Schmidt's books, then you know what, what to look for. And if you don't want to start at this one, there's a bunch of other books by uh, Striving Together Publications, which is at our church that we go to um, that he has that are great. He's just a great all-around uh He's a great author, a great great writer. Um, I think he's a great preacher too. Just personal opinion, but um, yeah, check it out. He's now in. Uh, is he Rhode Island? You think, think he's so. in Rhode Island now? Uh, um, he's on the East Coast. Yeah, he's he's far now, and he's got he's got his own church. He's a pastor. So anyway, Carrie Schmidt, check it out. Stop trying. Anything else? No. All right, let's get into the Bible study. <laughs> This is the last part of the podcast. This is where we just, I, I read from you, uh, read to you from where I was reading in my own personal Bible study, which I was reading out of Jeremiah 23. So if you want to get your Bible out, go to Jeremiah 23 and read along with me. I'm just going to read a few verses, a couple verses. Jeremiah 23. Jeremiah 23. And uh, I'll tell you what the verse says, and then I'll tell you my note for that particular verse. Uh-huh. Jeremiah 23. I'm going to just start. Okay. In verse number one. It says, Woe be unto the pastures that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, saith the Lord. This is a heavy, heavy verse. Yeah. Very heavy verse. Um, so I'm, I, I tried to stay as godly mindset as I possibly could writing out my notes. So here's what my notes say. I said, I, uh, I know of far too many who are in the business of scattering. There's two types of scatterers. And those who scatter the seed of the word of God to unused soil, and those who scatter the flock of the Lord. I don't think it's very complicated which work is the right one. But sadly, many pastors have their foot in the church more than spreading the gospel in the world. Yeah. We should be sharing the gospel with those outside of the church and preparing the gospel for those inside the church. And alas, many have it backwards. We must be many preachers, not many pastors. And preachers are ready to go anywhere they can to share the good news with anyone that is willing to listen. We are in the business of serving, not dictating. Which actually really ties in well with the Philippians verse that I um, uh, said above. Moody quote! Yay! It's been a while since I've done that. (laughs) Moody Moody said, uh, The measure of a man is not how many servants he has, but how many men he serves. Mm -hmm. That's good. Oh, I love those just simple, stabbing, hard-hitting quotes. Moody's full of them. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, Jeremiah 23, verse 3. It says, I have seen thine adulteries and thy names, the lewdness of thy whoredom and thine abominations on the hills and the fields. Woe unto thee, O Jerusalem. Wilt thou not be made clean? When shall it once be? I said, can I just remind those that have been hurt by the church? And there are churches that will hurt people, and sometimes it's on purpose, sometimes it's on accident. But I just want to remind people that have been hurt, you matter to God. Even if your pastor has not made you feel important, the Lord will find you, even if the pastor does not seek you out. Your salvation is important to God, even if the ministers treat you disrespectfully. Every person has different needs, and God can meet them all. Not all pastors are negligent in the work in which God has called them to, but there are many And there have been for years, even dating as far back as this book in Jeremiah, a good pasture will be recognized. And when that happens, hold on to them and don't let go. Hold on to a good pasture. They're few and far between. And then Jeremiah 23, verse 18, it says, For who hath stood in the counsel of the Lord? 
and hath perceived and heard his word. Who hath marked his word and heard it? I said, we do a lot of hearing in this life. We just don't do a lot of paying attention. We are caught up with our own thoughts and we hear the truth, yet when it comes time to talk about what was being spoken, we draw a blank. How easy it is for us to be sidetracked when we should be perceiving. Mark God's word. Listen to his speaking. It will be the only thing that can save those around you. Mark his word. It's good. Uh, My entry for the whole chapter is Jeremiah 23 is written to the leaders. It's written to the pastors. It's written to those that are in ministry, leading those in ministry. It's written to those that God has given authority to, to take care of the flock and have not done as they should. It's a chapter of warning to the pastors who are not pastoring in a godly way. He has some choice words of warning for you, and he has promised to take care of those that you have neglected. How sad that there would be any in leadership who would disobey the Lord and mistreat people. Yet this is the world today, and God has promised to gather us and look out for us and give us a leader who will do right by us. A good uh, pastor, a good godly leader, looks out for the flock more than himself. He puts himself before the flock, takes the brunt of it. Anything to add? That's it. Well, any questions, comments, concerns, or complaints, you can leave them with Eva, especially the complaints part. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you have uh, questions or comments, you can leave them with me. Grace said amen. Amen. Um, If you want, check out some merch, and uh, you can subscribe to our podcast on any podcast site. We're on Anchor. We're on uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Podcast Podcasts. Uh, and podcasts, one podcast, other podcast, podcast. podcasts. And anyway, I really wanted to say thank you guys for coming, hanging out. Uh, please, please, no more dad jokes. Uh, I I don't know who wrote that. I I can't. You know what? That's not even what it said. Please more, please more dad jokes. Okay. I can't read it. Is, was that what it says? <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, thank you guys for coming. I'm glad you guys hung out with us. I appreciate you guys. Uh, only complaint. Oh, that was for Eva. Sorry. Okay. You can't say any more dad jokes, Eva. Sorry. That's the complaints go um, to Eva. Frank said, question, where can I find the PS5? Um, I believe in your a store. Uh, Craigslist. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you guys, and we love you, and we hope to see you guys on the next one. Peace out. Ray said, not Walmart. <laughs>